Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Rather Breakfield Show. Happy Black Friday, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, Thursday night here for me, currently got uh, the Ole Miss Mississippi State game on my TV in the office here. Got the over here at 62 and a half, probably not going to hit because I talked about it. Um, I was watching Giants Cowboys here when I was eating my delicious Thanksgiving dinner by my wife. Shout out to my wife, she did fucking kill her. I'm going like to probably gain an extra 10 pounds over the next couple days, but that's beside the point. Was watching the Giants-Cowboys game. Um, was rooting for a Tony Pollard touchdown to uh, hit my anytime touchdown bet. A little parlay action there with a Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown and Giants plus 10 on the spread. Um, as of right now, when I was watching, it was close, but I don't know. I had to, had to get to recording. I would rather watch the Egg Bowl while I'm recording just because... Some motherfucking egg bowl, and there's gonna be a lot of motherfucking points tonight. I just feel it. I hope. Oh my god, I shouldn't have said anything, but that's how that's going. Um, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you're uh, sitting at home right now. I just you know thought you'd give me a listen or whatever the case may be, or you're here for my awesome gambling advice that I'll be giving later in the show. Um, but just quick here for the show, a couple news articles, nothing too crazy. Talking about a couple games that have been going on today. Then one love, one hate segment, and then couple games on talk about my four favorite games on friday because friday college football has quite a few good games tomorrow or today today actually i'm sorry i misspoke again and then there's i found i still found 10 games that are to me are important or exciting or that i'm betting on in college football this weekend and closing out with my five favorite nfl games of the weekend well sunday i guess so let's get into it obviously bills lions have already happened today that was quite an awesome game i I hit my uh, anytime touchdown parlay of Stephon Diggs and Jamal Williams. When Stephon got that late touchdown, I was like, thank you, baby Jesus. That was pretty, pretty exciting for me, I guess. But that was quite the game. You know, the Lions, man, they are trending in the right direction. And I've said it earlier this year. I think I've even said it before the season. I do not think that the Lions should draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. I think they'll get a young, talented defensive back, linebacker, D lineman, offensive lineman, wide receiver, whatever they need. They go get that and leave Jerry Goff quarterback because he does just fine. He's kept them in games. He's put up tons of points this year. Yes, he's made some wrong decisions, but why, why go for, why go draft the quarterback and then not possibly have him start for a couple of years when you can just build more around your defense? It's already has been shaky throughout the year, but has made plays when needed. Why not go improve that? I mean, you have tons of weapons on offense. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross, Hey Brown. Like the offense is working pretty good. Go get a nice free agent acquisition maybe there. Get a stud on defense. Just make your defense better, and they'll be a playoff team next year because they're that close to being one this year. And the NFC is not that hard, so I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow pulled something out. Wouldn't surprise me. But that's that's what the Lions need to do. Bills. I mean, they look good. Josh Allen's arm definitely looked to be bothering him today. He missed quite a few throws. It seemed like. Ones that you think he would have, some of them did look like throwaways at times, but to me, I was like, I don't know if he was actually trying to or if he's throwing away. It's just tough telling, hard not knowing. But I mean, Bill's got the job done, but ultimate blunder call in that game by Jim Nance to say that the field goal jinx wasn't going to happen or whatever. And then sure as fucking shit, field goal fucking curse or whatever. I forgot the words right now happened. I was like, Oh my God, Jim Nance, what are you doing? I mean, the amount of times that they, the announcer jinx, that's what it is. The amount of times that people talk about that on a live broadcast and stuff, and then it always seems to happen, or they say, you know, he hasn't missed one in four weeks, and then he misses one. Jim Nance literally shot himself there in the foot, and it was hilarious because, of course, he said, Tony, don't even talk about it. Just thought that was funny. Ultimate blunder call right there, but 
all around a good game. The Giants Cowboys one it seemed to be going pretty good for the Cowboys. I mean, shaky it starts. I don't believe in the Dak Prescott. I really don't. I was sitting there. I just don't. I don't think he's worth the money that they paid him. I don't really think he's a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just pissed off because Tony Pollard's not getting enough touches. But who knows? Giants. I mean. They're looking okay. I mean, Brian Dayball on the sidelines, though, dude. I thought he was going to give the fucking ref a double, double A takedown and just beat the shit out of him. He looks so pissed off on that, on that, uh, touchdown that get call, got called back for a legal man down the field when he was arguably not downfield. You know, it's just, so it was quite funny, though. But that's kind of all that's been going on. I've been watching a little bit of college basketball here and there. I got to do a preview here shortly. I'm thinking maybe, uh, couple weeks from now, just talk about top players, top teams to watch, who who I, I already told you a million times who's going to win. It's be North Carolina, but that's beside the point. Talk about some other teams, talk about some sleeper teams, you know, teams you might want to watch before March Madness. I mean, I'm saying all this stuff. Am I going to put the work in? Of course I'm not. I probably will. I'd like to talk college basketball. I want to get back into it. I used to fucking just love college basketball when I was a kid, dude. I was always keeping stats, like always watching every game, seeing who's the best, Thinking I had the perfect bracket and then it would all crumble to shit usually, but that's, that's everybody's life when it comes to college basketball. But I'd love to get more back, back into it. I definitely did last year when the Tar Heels were going on their run to the Natty. So I'd love to get more, more into it this year, kind of figure out who the top guys are. Cause it's just fun. College sports to me are way better than professional. That's just, that's how it is. That's why I'm sitting here watching the egg bowl. And there's already been 10 points scored when it took the Giants and Cowboys a whole like first half to do it. Yeah. It's stupid. But other than that, not a lot of new stuff going around. Mel Tucker, head coach of Michigan State, was uh, awarded a $100,000 bonus that uh, is not meant to, but it's supposed to be, I guess, is probably the better word, spread around all the assistant coaches and whatnot. But at Mel Tucker's discretion, he can keep it all to himself. What did he do? He kept it all to himself. So, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, t- coming home with that money, baby. I guess that's all you can really say about that. Just a little baffling. A little baffling, but whatever. World Cup's going on. I, I, I didn't even have that on my list of things to talk about. I just, World Cup's going on, and I know the U.S. team plays England tomorrow, so go us. USA, USA. But I don't, I don't pay attention to soccer. I know Japan upset Germany. That was apparently a big deal. Usually those guys are on the same side of the fence, but apparently they're battling this one out, so. But I saw something that I thought was pretty fucking wild. The Saudi Arabians are building a cruise ship that is shaped like a turtle. It's not going to be able to dock in any ports or anything like that because of how big it's going to be. It's basically going to be a floating city that fits 60,000 people. 60,000 people. That's like three of my... I don't know. That's three of my fucking... The last town... That's three Helena Montanas. Right there. That's crazy. That's a shit ton of people. Looks absolutely wild. There's going to be all sorts of cool shit on it, but I just thought it was cool because it was shaped like a turtle. So that's that's what interested me about that. That's about all the news I got for today. Moving into one love, one hate. Just sticking with the holiday. I love Thanksgiving. Everything about it. I'm, I'm super thankful today. You know, it, it's, it was a hard Thanksgiving for me being away from my family, but me, my wife did an awesome job. She cooked us an awesome meal. She's just... She's absolute best. It was just a love, loving, thankful day for me. I've always loved Thanksgiving, the food, you know, getting together with your family, no matter how crazy they are. There's nothing like it. You know, the political arguments, the remember when so-and-so did this. It's just nothing. Everything about Thanksgiving is awesome, you know. So I love Thanksgiving. 
one of the best holidays there is for multitude of reasons, but mostly it's the food. I'm just, that's just because I'm a fat fuck. But, but this week, what I'm hating on is Texas A&M Aggies football, their fan base, the cult shit that they do, the nut grabbing, the terrible jokes that seem like they were written for a Nickelodeon show because they're just absolute weirdos, man. Everything about them is weird to me. I don't understand what this thumb thing is that they do, but I'm assuming they use it to stick thumbs up each other's butts to kind of make sure they don't have colon cancer or anything like that. That may have been too far of a joke, but I really don't care. A bunch of fucking weirdos. I I hate everything about them, man. They're just, they're just so, I don't know if I hate them, you know? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. They're just cringy and I feel bad for them, dude. They literally remind me of fucking Andy in the office because he's so cringy and you just kind of feel bad for the guy, but you're also like, stay the fuck away from me. So I just hate, I just hate the Texan and Maggie's. That's point blank period. I'll talk about them more in a little bit though. We got a lot of college football talk here. Moving into the four games. If you're listening to this Friday morning, good for you. If not, I'm sorry you missed out on these awesome picks I'm about to give out, but. Starting off, Tulane, Cincinnati, number 19, Tulane, or I don't, yep, number 19, Tulane, number 24, Cincinnati. The winner of this game goes in, gets to go to the AAC, American Athletic Conference Championship, and gets to host the game. Gets to host the conference championship game. This game's at Cincinnati. Whoever wins, they're automatically in, right? But whoever loses basically needs to hope that Houston loses, basically. Because the weird situation that it is, they both lost to UCF, so UCF has the tiebreaker over them. But if Houston and two, so Houston and Tulane would have to lose in order for UCF to get in. So preferably for Tulane, they just want to win and they're in. You know, they don't have to worry about anything. Cincinnati, you know, same, same thing. Both those teams have to win and they're in. Otherwise, they kind of have to hope for some chaos because otherwise UCF will get in because they have the tiebreakers. But I think that's going to be an absolute awesome game. 11 a.m. kickoff tomorrow. I'm going to be watching probably that, that whole entire game. I'm going Cincinnati minus one and a half. Luke Fickle, he's been here before. You know, he's, he's built. Quite a good program there at Cincinnati. I mean, they're 24th best team in the country. They only lost two games this year. They're still playing really good. Moving to the Big 12 next year, you know. He's got a good team around him. He's built a very solid roster there. He's built a very solid program. Cincinnati, they're, they were in these type of games last year. They lost a lot of guys, but they're all a lot, a lot are back. Like I said, building that culture. Cincinnati wins easy. Minus one and a half. I'm taking that. I think, I don't think they win easy. I think it's going to be a bloodbath, but you know, it's something that an experienced coach can kind of get his team through. So. Just what I'm, just what I'm expecting. Baylor and Texas, um, this game only really matters because Texas, you know, they win. They have a shot for the Big 12 title and have to hope that Kansas beats Kansas State. So I, I really feel like after their beatdown they had against Kansas last week, you know, they're, they're, they've been an up and down team all year. They've found points where the, the rhythm and the offense have been unreal. The defensive has played lights out. And then there's other games where it's just an absolute shit show and they just can't seem to get anything going. The defense doesn't play good or the defense plays rock solid. I think they're kind of trending in the right direction moving into next year. So I think they take care of this pretty easily. The line is at eight and a half, which does scare me, but I could see Texas pulling away by like three touchdowns, honestly, <clears throat> all depending on what team shows up. But if, like I said, if they win, they have a chance to get into the, into the big 12 championship. NC state, North Carolina, another big game going on. NC state, I kind of was feeling last week, thought they'd beat Louisville looking down right now. North Carolina, obviously, off a very, very bad loss to Georgia Tech, you know, an interim head coach, uh, Mac Brown, he always has a blunder, it seems like, in his old age. 
So I do, I do think North Carolina comes out, plays inspired, plays really good in this game. Drake May has a, another awesome showing. I mean, they, they want to get in the right track going into the ACC championship next week. I think, I think, you know, it's a rivalry game too. It's a big one. I'm pretty sure NC State lost last year. So North Carolina really, really wants this one. I expect a big performance from Drake May. I'm going UNC minus six and a half. That one's at 230. So if you're listening to this late, you might be able to get it in. Last game of the night. Just want to talk about it. it's rivalry, rivalry, rivalry game. I can't even say it right. I don't think. What the fuck? Florida, Florida State. One of the all-time great rivalries. Oh my god, I gotta stop saying it, but I'm gonna keep saying it anyways. Florida, you know, fresh, fresh off a bad loss. Billy Napier really needs to get this program going in the right direction. They need this win. I think he really needs this win, or you can expect a lot of guys to hit the transfer portal leaving Florida just because it's kind of not feeling very solid this year they've had a lot of highs but a lot of really low lows you know at florida state they're playing really good football right now they've looked pretty good all year long you know if mike norvell was to lose this game i think there'd be a lot of a lot of hope lost in the Seminole fan base and maybe that locker room as well i do i do think florida state comes out and wins this one but i feel like florida's gonna play inspired i'm gonna go florida plus nine and a half i just think that they keep it close and, you know, Anthony Richardson, you know, maybe a late touchdown to kind of keep it keep it within that 8-7 to seven range or something like that. But those are the four games today, Friday, if you're listening to this on Friday. Hopefully you were. Don't wait till Saturday. I mean, I got to get some good picks for Saturday, too. But moving to Saturday slate, starting off with the biggest game of the weekend, the game pretty much everyone's been looking to all year. Michigan going to Ohio State, 2 versus 3 Everyone's been waiting for this game. I mean, everyone knew Michigan and Ohio State had a pretty pretty easy path for them both to be 11-0 playing for basically a playoff spot. I mean, whoever wins is nope. Whoever wins is in. There's no way unless they were to get absolutely destroyed in the Big 12 Big 10 championship. There's no way that whoever wins this game, they're in. You know, it's it's point point blank period. Period. Wow. Rivalry game. Playoff spot online. Big Ten title game on the line. You know, there's a lot of talk that Heisman Trophy's on the line. Blake Horn comes out, has a huge performance. He'll probably win it. CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud comes out, has a big performance. He'll probably win it. You know, it's a toss-up. It's 50-50 right now. I just, I think Caleb Williams has a better shot with a Notre Dame and then the Oregon game. Or, yeah, Oregon game. If Oregon wins, I believe. He just has a better, he has a better chance, in my opinion, to take over that Heisman race. But a lot going on the line here. I feel like the the defenses have been struggling most of the year. I haven't seen anything to, to really show me that they're top tier. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they're both going to create stops and turnovers and do what needs to be done. But I feel like the over is going to hit here at 55 and a half. I mean, I see this as a 34-31 type ball game. I mean, Michigan will break off a couple big runs. McCarthy might get lucky, actually show that he's a good college quarterback. I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of points in this one. There's quite a few points last year, so I expect I expect the same. Because whoever, if someone is up and they know they're up and the game's damn near over, they're probably going to run up the score a little bit. Wouldn't be surprised. South Carolina, Clemson. Fresh off the biggest win for the Cox in quite a few years, you know. Absolutely rocking down there in the cockpit. Spencer Rattler, huge game. Shane Beamer getting the job done, showing what they're able to do, you know. Proving that South Carolina can be a good a good team this year. And who did they get? Their biggest rival there is. Their in-state opponent, Clemson Tigers. Clemson still hoping for a playoff spot. Still fighting for a playoff spot. Tons of talent on that roster. Tons of possibilities on that roster. But can they get it done? 
can their offense step up if South Carolina goes off again? I don't think so. I think Spencer Rattler is coming back to Spencer Rattler of old. Going to come back next year and going to put South Carolina in the top 10, but then fall apart probably. But something's really going right at, at South Carolina, and I'm probably just overthinking it. But South Carolina money line again. I don't know if I'll clip this one or not, but I'll wait and see. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky Fried Chicken Battle right here. You know, KFC, Kentucky, Louisville, yeah, all that stuff. Kentucky's favored, but why? Will Levis already said it. He's not a solid college quarterback. He's not going to be a good NFL prospect. He's not going to change the game that much. I have more faith in Malik Cunningham. Louisville money line going in the Pray for Chaos parlay, which I have a good feeling is actually going to hit this weekend. You know, last weekend of the season, chef's kiss, please. Auburn, Bama, the old motherfucking Iron Bowl, man. Something crazy always seems to happen in this game. It's always... Always something's on the line, really. I mean, Alabama still has a small chance to make the playoff and take a lot, 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 lot of chaos for that to happen. Auburn, interim head coach, Cadillac Williams, you know, this is a game you'd be like, oh, Nick Saban's going to take care of business. But, man, it's the fucking Iron Bowl. And Alabama has been up and down all year long. They found ways to win, but they've also lost really close. And like I said, this is the Iron Bowl. But Alabama's probably going to win. I know that they will. But Auburn plus 22 is just begging me to take it, and I'm going to. Auburn plus 22 just makes way too much sense to me. Way too much sense. Oregon. Oregon State. The old Civil War. Oregon, you know, I'm pretty sure they need to win, and they're in the Pac-12 title game. Oregon State's been playing really good ball all year. Having a chance to spoil Oregon's Pac-12 championship bid. Beavers are going to win, man. I don't know what it is. I just look at it at home for Oregon State. So they're getting the job done. Beavers, money line. Fucking chow them down. Eat those fucking ducks. Eat those ducks, eat your beaver. You know what I mean? Just do what you got to do. LSU, Texas A&M. I ain't got much to say, man. But I'm fucking, I really, I was talking a lot of shit already about Texas A&M fans. But this game fucking horrifies me. Also because LSU won late last year here at Death Valley. Texas A&M still has a ton of talent on that roster. And they've played games really close. Really, 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 really worries me. But LSU, I think, is going to win. I think, I think the offense is rolling. I think the defense has really been playing well the past couple weeks. I'd be really surprised. I'd be really scared, but I'm really scared. I'm really scared, but I, I'm fucking... Right here, man, perk mode. That's that's all it is. Harold Perkins is going to get the job done. The offense is going to get the job done. LSU minus 10. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. LSU is going to beat the dog piss out of the nut-grabbing freaking queens that Texas A&M is. I don't know what else to call them. I don't want to be too mean, you know. Probably, in my opinion, this is the biggest game of the week. Right here. Number 15, Notre Dame at number 6, USC. A lot of things here. A lot of things at play. A lot of people are upset. LSU's ranked ahead of USC. I could see it, but I don't see it. I, I, To me, the committee's saying, okay, there's a better chance LSU upsets Georgia than there is USC beating Notre Dame and Oregon back-to-back weeks, right? But Notre, USC has the opportunity to play themselves right into a playoff spot. They can't lose, obviously, the next two games, and they're in. But if they go out... And beat the dog piss out of an improved Notre Dame team. Like I'm talking, if they beat them by three or four touchdowns, 
that's going to look really good for their resume because Clemson lost to them and Ohio State beat them close early in the season when Notre Dame in turn took a fall downhill right after that. But then has bounced back and is much improved to who they were week one. So the community would look at that and be like, okay, USC did a lot better. That, that, that improves their roster right there. Say if Michigan beats Ohio State, they're more than likely in, but they'd have to win their Pac-12 championship. I still think, I would think, you know, in order for them to still for sure themselves in. But I mean, it's the perfect opportunity, but it's the perfect opportunity for Notre Dame to play spoiler. They've improved. Everyone was dogging on them all year long. They were looking horrible. They just, nothing was going their way. Everyone's like, oh, Marcus Freeman sucks, da 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 What an opportunity, even though I hate their fan base, for them to prove everyone wrong and be like, holy shit, we're improved. We're going to be a top 10 team next year. We're working our way back. It just took a little bit for Freeman to get his feet back. So Notre Dame money line. I just have a feeling Notre Dame's going to get the job done and play spoiler this year or the over at 64 and a half. I feel like this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. I could see USC scoring 42. Notre Dame keeping up with them about 30s, you know. So I like that pick there. Next game. A team. One, one team's hopes and dreams just came crashing down last weekend. Another team's hopes and dreams of making a bowl game just became an even more reality, a bigger reality. Excuse me. I got that hiccup in there still. Come on, get out, get out, get out. There we go. A big reality to make a bowl game for Vandy right here in this spot. Tennessee's hopes and dreams just came crumbling down after their embarrassing loss to South Carolina. You know, they're like, okay, whatever, we got next year. Hendon Hooker's also out. That's, I mean, the guy's been unreal this year. What does this mean? What does this mean? Vanderbilt's playing inspired football right now. They've won two in a row, I believe, maybe even three in a row. Why stop there? Why not upset your in-state rival and get yourself to a bowl game? Vanderbilt Moneyline. I'm just, I have a feeling Vanderbilt's going to find a way and they're going to get it done. They're at home, too, in Nashville. Come on, get the kids out. They're going to be rocking Nashville. Nashville, Vanderbilt, whatever you want to call it, money line. That's the pick. <coughs> Iowa State, TCU, you know, talk a lot about history, it feels like right now. You know, a lot of things that have happened in the past that have made these rivalries and all these iconic games. One that always sticks out to me because it really hurt my feelings when LSU lost to Alabama in the national championship was because Iowa State played spoiler and upset Oklahoma State. And they got the chance to do that same thing again this Saturday against the fourth best team in the country, TCU. What are the odds? Matt Campbell, I mean, he's had quite a few good years there, and now it seems like he's kind of taking a downhill turn. What are the what are the chances? What are the possibilities? Can it be done again? Will it be done again? Can he play that spoiler? Can the Cyclones create a tornado of chaos? They can't because the motherfucking frogs, motherfucking rocking, horn frogs, minus 10, minus 20, whatever you want to say, horn frogs, horn frogs, horn frogs, horn frogs, man. Hypnotoad, Max Duggan, everything, all that whole, Sony, everything. Horn frogs, minus 10. That's the pick. Right there. Done. Done deal. Sign the fucking, sign the papers, man. You're buying a house because you're putting so much money on that pick. But that's just me. Whatever. Okay. Kansas. Kansas State. You know. Kansas having an unreal year. Bowl eligible for the first time in a long time. Kansas State. 
they win. They're in the Big 12 championship, a chance to go upset TCU, try and spoil their season. They've had a phenomenal year, fringe top 10 team. Man, I just don't. I like the over. I really like the over. But I really like Kansas plus 11.5. I don't think Kansas is going to win. Kansas State, I think, is going to win the game. They have a lot of stake. They've been playing really good ball this year. It's an in-state rival, and they're actually up. You know, they're. It's going to be an awesome game, awesome game. I can't. I'm going to watch this one probably from start to finish because I just I have a great feeling about it. I love the over, but Kansas plus eleven and a half feels right to me. Feels like a big line. I feel like Kansas can stay in this game and play really well. So I'm going Kansas plus eleven and a half. Probably my game of the week right there. I might even you know what I'm just going to say it. Kansas plus eleven and a half. Game of the week, whatever the over is, that's the game of the year. Maybe I'll make a video if that's the case. I'll find it out. Okay, I promise. Man, I'm just so juiced talking about college football. I don't even want to talk about the boring ass NFL, man. That should be slow as fucking be pissing me off. I don't know. I don't even know what the score. Let's let's check the score real fast of the Giants Cowboys game. Let's just take a peek here. What are we dealing with? What are we dealing with? What point in the game do we think it is, boys and girls? 28-13 Cowboys, huh? Damn. That sucks, man. I need the Giants to score here. I'm trying to see... Who got another touchdown? I'm trying to see who scored a touchdown. Ah, man. Fucking Zeke. Wait, no, 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 no. Ah, fuck. It wasn't Tony Pollard. Fuck that game. Whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Bucks Browns. Deshaun Watson, the sexual assault king himself, is back. Fuck that guy. But um, I feel like for some reason Browns are going to win that game. The Bucks are favored, but I just feel like the Browns have a lot of talent on the roster, a little improvement at quarterback maybe. Who knows? Deshaun hasn't played in a while. He's probably still been grabbing balls and shit, but... Browns money line. I don't like it. It's gross, but I'm just going to take it. I don't know why. It just sticks out to me today. It just did. Bengals, Titans, a rematch of last year's divisional game. You know, the Bengals upset the Titans, and the Titans were having an unreal season, and it all came crashing down. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, they got it done. Jamar Chase had that awesome catch, and Jamar Chase is questionable to return for Sunday. I think definitely if he's in, I'm going Bengals minus three. If Jamar's in, I'm going Bengals minus three. For some reason, he, he goes to out. I'm going to switch to Titans plus three. That just... It's, I just feel like that's going to be the X factor in that game. I don't know. I might stick with Bengals minus three either way. I don't really trust the Titans secondary. They've been giving up a lot of passing touchdowns this year. I remember looking because I was trying to create the the best anytime touchdown parlay, and the Titans were always up there for like three, work, three weeks straight. Yeah, so we'll see. But Bears-Jets, that's another game that's interesting. Mike White, Mike, White, Mike White is now the starter. Zach Wilson was benched basically for his... Lack of accountability, it seemed like, you know. So, we'll see what happens there with the Jets. I'm taking the Bears here. I I don't think Zach Wilson's a top-tier quarterback yet or even top-three quarterback in his draft class. But I think he's better than Mike White. And Justin Fields has just been playing unreal lately. I just, yeah, I'm just going Bears money line there, too. It just feels right to me. I feel like the Bears are just going to be able to tear the Jets up and Mike White's not going to do a whole lot i guess i i don't know we'll see but I, I like the bears money line it just felt right to me falcons commanders you know not a whole lot of games that really stuck out of me this week this one i just kind of put on there because i'm 
I feel the Heineke effect is just going to continue, man. He's going to win another game. So I'm going Commanders minus four and a half. I think they win that one by five, five or more. I could see that easy. Um, just the Taylor Heineke effect. It's just going to keep on fucking keeping on, man. Guy's playing unreal. I absolutely love him. Last game of the week, last note of the week, last preview of the week, Packers-Eagles, the Sunday night special, and I love the points in this one. The over is at 46.5. I'm taking that. Like I've been saying, Flights Packers are trending up. I don't, I mean, I don't know if they'll win this one, but the offense, they kind of seem to be figuring out. They'll set up for a big year next year if Rodgers comes back, which I think that he will, just because of how bad this year has been. So I wouldn't be surprised. But I just, the Packers, they keep cheating. The, they, to me, they're trending up, and I, I see a lot of improvement. I expect a lot of points out of them. Eagles, same thing. You know, they can put up points pretty easily. They seem to do it on a regular basis. So I really like the over at 46.5. But that's today's show. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your weekend, your holiday. Listen to these picks. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all of them. Appreciate anyone that's listening out there on your Friday that you're off. But uh, I love you all. I hope you had a blessed Thanksgiving. But for oh, and share it. Still a homeless person, man. You know, maybe go bring them some of your leftover food and they like, yo, if you can get a hold of a listening device, listen to my my friend Riley Breakfield's podcast. It's pretty good. He's got some good gambling picks. Might get you out of the dumpster. But that's today's show. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. But for now, your boy Titties is out. Whew.